This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Little Pentecostal News Church on this October the 9th, 2022. Senior Pastor Farrell Hardison bringing the message part one of Enter with Thanksgiving. You know, when there seems to be no way, always that way maker that can make that way happen.
Look at the person beside of you. Just look at them. And say, you've got a face for radio. Say that. <laughs> Just thought I'd get rid of any pride issues we might have this morning. Well, look around. Got a good congregation here today. It's a beautiful day. Amen. Fall is here and summer is gone. Glory to God. And I know. But you know, summer's closer to that place than fall is. Anyway, I just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> oh, I love the music this morning. Amen. Thank God for starting off a song, uh, um, our worship with a song about worship. I love that. I love that. And I love uh, that we sing the old songs too. Amen. Uh, that have in them the power of the blood of Jesus. Uh, you can't be saved without the shedding of the blood of Jesus. There's no remission of sin unless Jesus had shed his blood. And so we celebrate the shedding of his blood. It breaks our heart what he went through, but we are so full of thanksgiving. Amen today. And we're going to begin a, a sermon series today on thanksgiving. And you might say, well, preacher, it's a long ways from thanksgiving, but next Sunday we've got uh, the Dixie Melody Boys that are going to be here. And then the next Sunday, Brother Adam Fulgram is going to be here. So a couple of Sundays I won't be preaching. I got it all spaced out just right. And I'm going to be preaching on Thanksgiving until we get to Thanksgiving. Amen. And then we're going to go to Thanksgiving meal. Who's looking forward to that? Amen. And uh, we're going to follow that up with a trip to Mike's farm and we're going to eat again. <laughs> Y'all have about killed me eating here at this church, I'm going to tell you right now. Man, I got clothes out that I thought I would never wear again. I'm wearing them again. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. It's all right to be happy at church, isn't it? It's all right to smile and have a little laughter. Uh, how many of y'all got like three sets of clothes in your closet? Uh, you know, the, the big ones and then the medium ones and then the little ones that still have the tags on them because you never did get that little, but you were sure you would. You, you were confident you would get that little, but you just never made it because you come to Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. That's your biggest problem, I'm telling you, when it comes to your clothes sizes. That's <laughs> uh, one thing I've enjoyed here is the food and the fellowship and and all of that, and I love y'all, I love you, and I thank you for loving me. It's time to worship the Lord with the giving of our tithes and offerings. We thank you for your faithfulness there, and we know that you're going to be faithful today. Father, we ask you, as we do every Sunday, to bless the tithes and bless the offerings the way that you blessed the bread and the fish of the little boy that day. He had five loaves of bread and two little fish. And when they took up the food that was left over after feeding at least 15,000 people, it says there were many basketfuls, 12 basketfuls, I believe, left over. And Lord, we ask you to do that to the finances of our church, that we might build your kingdom, that we might glorify you in this community and around the world with our missions. We pray it in Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. 
I thank the Lord for Thomas. Brother Thomas is a blessing. Love you, brother. Thomas Vick, our musician, and his little sidekick there with the drums. God bless you, man. We love you. And um, he's the son of a man I ran around in school with, so I know a lot about him. <laughs> uh, thank you, Thomas. We love you, brother. And uh, you sing anytime you feel like it. I, I, um, I knew we didn't have a special this morning. And I went over there and I said, Thomas, we don't have a special this morning, so you feel free to sing. And I said, matter of fact, you feel free to sing anytime you want to. Because <laughs> uh, if I could sing, that's how I'd do it right there. And if I could play a piano, that's how I'd do it right there too. Or drums, that's how I'd do it right there. Amen. All right. Um, you ever met somebody who just complains all the time? Don't point at people now. That's ugly to do that in church. But have you ever met somebody that just complains? I mean, they can find something to complain about. It don't matter how good things are, how wonderful times are, how the Lord's blessed them. They can find something to whine and complain about. Now, of course, they're all home today, and the ones that don't do that came to church. Amen? Amen. Uh, some people never have anything good to say. And I don't know about y'all, but when I see them folks coming, I try to, I try to go in another direction. <laughs> ever, ever been, come on now, be honest. Have you ever been in the grocery store and you see somebody, you go, man, I don't want to get on the aisle with them, boy, because I know what I'm going to hear and I don't want to hear it. That's why when I go to the grocery store, I wear a baseball cap pulled way down and sunglasses. I look like I'm there to rob the place, actually. I heard about a woman who married a man like that. He just whined and complained and belly ached and moaned about everything. And so one morning she got up and she thought, I'm going to make him happy today. I'm going to please him. I'm going to do any, anything he wants me to do. I'm going I'm to do it like he wants me to do it. And, and so I'm going to just start with breakfast. And she said, honey, good morning. She said, um... I've got, I've got an idea this morning. I, I thought you, I would just be like a restaurant and let you order exactly what you want, any way you want it. I'll cook it exactly the way you tell me to cook it. And, uh, and, and I, just want to, I just want to be a blessing this morning. I want to please you. And so he kind of groaned and moaned and, and, uh, like he usually does. And he said, all right, I want... Uh, I want two pieces of toast. I want one uh, uh, whole wheat. And I want uh, with a little bit of butter on one side. And then I want uh, white bread on the other toast. I want it to be white bread. I don't want you to put anything on it. And I want you to toast it just beautifully, perfect, golden brown. And he said, I want two eggs. I said, I want one fried. I want you to do it uh, over easy whatever that is, and he said, the other one, I want you to uh, scramble it. So she did it exactly, thinking through the whole thing, exactly the way he wanted it. And after it was over, she said, uh, well, honey, um, how did you like that? Did you like that? He said, well, it was all right, I reckon, but you scrambled the wrong egg. So there's always people, amen, 
who can find a way to find fault, find a way to be critical, find a way to be negative. And uh, this man evidently was like that. And uh, you just can't please them. There's nothing you can do to please them. Matter of fact, the Lord can't even please them. And uh, they're constantly complaining no matter what the situation is. They are unthankful. They're unthankful. I'm going to say some things today about unthankfulness or not being a person of gratitude or having an attitude of gratitude or having a lifestyle of thanksgiving. You know, we need to turn our thanksgiving into thanksgiving. Amen? It needs to be a regular part of our life every day. You know what? As I scan this congregation, I believe that's true about you. I really do. I believe that's true about this church. You ought to be thankful to people. And you, moreover, ought to be thankful to God every single day. When you see a blessing, be thankful for it. Uh, when you don't see a blessing, because we are human, and often we miss some of God's biggest blessings in our life. So you just say, thank you, Lord, even when you uh, are not talking about a specific thing. You, you know, I, I once in a while just back off and, and think about... Uh, how nice is it to go up to the faucet in your kitchen and stick a cup under there and turn that on and get some cool water? Do you know there are places in the world today that water is as scarce as any other thing? That when we think of scarcity, they live without water. One of the major things that missionaries are doing today to reach people for Jesus is dig wells in these places where people don't have water. I don't know about y'all, but it got a little chilly last night, and I mashed a button. I just touched a button on the wall, and, and some heat came on. And uh, I got up this morning. My house was warm, and uh, it's kind of chilly this morning. I got in my car, and pressed another button, and the heat came on in my car. And then when you get hot, you just go over there, and you just press another button, and the air conditioner comes on. Isn't that something? Do you know our forefathers, really not too, too many generations ago, didn't have those things? I remember I stayed with my granddaddy, and his heater... Uh, you were either burning up if you were in the room it was in or you were in another room of the house freezing. How many of y'all remember there was one room of the house that was heated? And then you go in the other room to go to sleep and you had so many blankets on you couldn't even turn over. Y'all remember those days? Amen. Uh, you remember, uh, I remember, I really do, when uh, Grandma needed some water, you went out on the back porch and there was a, there was a, a pump handle. And, uh, of course, I got an illustration about that. You've got to get water in before you can get water out. Amen? You've got to always have that jar of water to get it primed and, and get that water out of the ground. And we've got so much to be thankful for, y'all. You know, I heard a story about a, a missionary that went over to Africa and was speaking to one of the native tribes there. And he was telling them about America. But they misunderstood him and thought he was talking about heaven. To them, the things he described about America sounded like heaven to them. And we live here every day. 
We are blessed. We are blessed. You are blessed no matter where you are in the world, but we are abundantly blessed to live in America and even more so, and I don't mean to offend any Yankees here today, but I feel blessed to be in the southern part of America. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. That was half-hearted, but I'll take it. All right. <laughs> let's, look at, let's look at Psalms 100. Psalms 100. There's only five verses in there, and we're going to read them all, but we're going to focus on verse 4. Psalm 100. Now, as I walk through this, you, you hold the Scripture up against your life. Always do that. Always, when you're hearing preaching or teaching of the Word of God, hold what's being preached and taught against your life. Hold it up against your life. And ask yourself, am I doing this? Am I obeying this? If I'm not, is this a goal that I have? Is this a desire that I have? Is it something I'm praying for in my life? Because I'll tell you the truth, I, I read a lot of scriptures I don't measure up to. And so when I read those scriptures and realize I don't measure up to them, then my heart ought to be, well, Lord, help me get there. Help me get there in my thoughts. Help me get there in my attitude. Help me get there in my, in my lifestyle. So this first verse really gets right to the point. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Now, when I'm singing up here on the front row, and God bless y'all who were sitting close to me. May the Lord be with you. But I was singing, making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now, I usually sing low enough that all I hear is y'all, but sometimes I hear me, and I think, man, thank you, Jesus, for running that through a filter before you have to hear it. Cause I... But it's a joyful noise. It's not a pretty noise, but it is a joyful noise. And I'm singing it to the Lord. So really it don't matter what you think about it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's to the Lord. It's to the Lord. You, that'll make you sing as, as uh, at the top of your ability if you'll think about that every time you're in church and we're singing. You just sing it to the Lord. Sing it to the Lord. Sing it to the Lord with all your heart, with all your Mind with all your spirit, sing it to the Lord. And then it says in verse 2, not only should we sing to the Lord and offer up a joyful noise, serve. Serve. Can I ask you a question? Are you serving? Are you serving the Lord? Are you serving in a volunteer role here at this local church? Are you serving the community in some way in the name of Jesus? Look what the Bible says. Now, don't get mad with me. I'm just, uh, you know, let me ask y'all. When y'all get a letter in the mail you don't like, do you wait next day for the mailman to get there so you can beat him up? No, the mailman didn't send you that letter. And when I preach, I'm not telling you it's not from me. Look at that verse. Look at it. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Now, we'll let you serve if you serve with madness. We'll let you serve. But, but the Bible says it's not going to do you any good to serve with that. You've got to serve with 
gladness, gladness, because you're not only making a joyful noise unto the Lord, you're serving the Lord. You're serving Him. Now that'll make you serve when you don't feel like serving. Now I got news for you. Your motivation for serving is going to go to the bottom if you're serving people. If you're even if you're serving a local church. But if you'll look at everything you do as serving the Lord, serving the Lord. I'm, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. Then it'll motivate you to do a better job. It'll motivate you to do your best. It'll motivate you to be here when you said you would be here and do what you promised you would do. When you're not doing it for Farrell and you're not doing it for Mac and you're not doing it for the deacons, you're not doing it really even for this local church uh, per se. You are doing it under the Lord and in His name. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence like we just did with what? Singing. Know ye that the Lord He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Isn't that beautiful? Are you glad to be one of God's little sheep? Amen. Let me tell you four things about sheep real quick. They're dumb. They're dumb. I just, I'm here to build y'all up today. I ask you if you were sheep, y'all all raised your hand. The first thing I told you is they're dumb. Sheep are dumb. I've never seen a sheep trick. I never have. I've never seen a man go, I got a little sheep out here in the backyard. Let me show you a trick he does. They're dumb as a rock. They're dumb. And the Bible says we're God's little lambs. I'm just telling you. Tell you something else about sheep. They have no sense of direction. That's why the Bible talks about lost sheep. They have no sense of direction. They need a shepherd. And they have no natural defenses. Uh, most, I mean, even bumblebees can sting you. You know, and, and, uh, and uh, we know what a lion and a bear and a tiger can do. They've got all kinds of defenses. The porcupine has got defenses. And uh, I was thinking about a possum, you know, what, what is the defense of a possum? I think what his defense is, he's just ugly. He's just ugly. And he got some rather nasty looking teeth. They visit my back porch all the time looking for cat food. So I know what they look like. And we know what raccoons are. I mean, they got a mask on and everything. They're a bunch of bandits. Thieves. I don't even know where I was at. I just got... But the sheep has no natural defenses. He doesn't have any. He has to be defended. Listen. Listen to this. God said we're sheep. They have to be defended. They have to be given direction. Amen. And they need the mind of God because they don't have the mind to do what they need to do. We are sheep. We are God's little lambs. That's what it says right here. You're the sheep of my pasture. Look at verse 4. This is what we're going to focus on. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? Why? Why should I bless the Lord's name? Why should I be thankful? Look at verse 5. 
For the Lord is good. Amen. Yeah, I, I'm going to say something and then y'all say what follows. God is good all the time. For the Lord is good. His mercy. How many of y'all need mercy? Amen. About two-thirds of you. The rest of you are perfect. So His mercy is what? Everlasting. And His truth, the word of the living God, endureth to all generations. Isn't that wonderful? That's why we're thankful. Thomas Ken wrote these words. We've probably sung them before here in this church, or you have. Praise God from all, from whom all blessings flow. Y'all know that one? Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Now, prayer will end when we get to heaven. We won't need to pray anymore when we get to heaven, but praise will not end when we get to heaven. We will be full of praise. There will be a lot of praising going on in heaven. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise the Trinity. Come on. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Not three gods. One God presenting Himself in three persons. He's a triune God. We're triune. The Bible says we're made in His image. That's what it means. He's three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're three. Body, which I'll be glad to get rid of because it's wearing out. Mind, our will, our will, uh, where we make our decisions, where we reason things out. Body, mind, and spirit. That is the part of us that communes with God. And when we are saved, when we get saved, He comes in through our spirit and as we mature and grow, our mind begins to think like he thinks, and our body begins to do what he did before he left this earth. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful to know that truth today? So Psalm 100 calls for Pharaoh Hardison and calls for every one of you to praise. You're, you're commanded in Psalm uh, 100 to praise the Lord. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Praise the Lord. You are commanded. It calls for you to give thanksgiving, to give thanks. It, pro, it, it uh, reminds you and commands you to be joyous in service. It commands you, the psalmist here describes what thanksgiving is. It is a sacrifice. Now sometimes... I'm just being honest. I feel like saying thank the Lord. I feel like it. But I'm a human being. I have emotions. I, I, I don't feel so thankful some days. Y'all look real spiritual while I'm criticizing myself up here. But sometimes I don't, I don't feel thankful. I, I, don't, I don't have the emotion. You know what I'm saying? Of thanksgiving. So you know what the Lord expects me to do then? To offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. To offer a sacrifice. In other words, praise God anyhow. Thank God anyhow. Matter of fact, if you'll keep that prayer journal I've been talking to you about, and they're very, very expensive. I believe you can get them for a dollar at Walmart prayer journal. It's called a composition book. They still make them composition book. And you write in one area who you're praying for. 
You write in the other area who you want to see saved, and you pray for them to be saved, and then you write in the other area of that composition book the prayers God has answered. And when you want to be encouraged, go back there where all those prayers you prayed have been answered and just go over them in your mind and your whininess will turn into thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. It will. It will. That's why that journal is so important. I have to go back to mine and re remind myself of how good the Lord's been to me. Now the Jewish people would gather two or three times a year to observe their annual feast of remembering. They had a feast of remembering and celebrating what they remembered. That's what Thanksgiving is. It's really when you remember what the Lord's done for you. And it's not a holiday once a year. It is a lifestyle. Thanksgiving. Psalm 100 speaks of such a gathering of people and instructing the attendees of this gathering that they would come through the gates of the city with thanksgiving and they would enter into the courts of praise or the courts of the holy temple with praise thanksgiving to the jews the temple uh meant uh in the old testament what the local church today means to us giving thanks as we come to church giving thanks before we get to church instead of playing country music play some worship music instead of playing 60s and 70s music, which I confess before the Lord I love, but instead of listening to that, listen to some worship music. You say, well, I, do I listen to the contemporary worship or do I can listen to the southern gospel? You listen to whatever touches your heart, whatever moves you, whatever, uh, I, I listen to a mixture of it. Uh, I was on my way to church not long ago and I ran across that song you sung the other day, uh, uh, Who Am I? Who am I that, that the Lord would die for me? And I got to squalling and I got to crying and Millie was with me and she was squalling and crying and when we got out, somebody looked at us and I know what they were thinking. Y'all been arguing, y'all been fussing all the way to church. Both y'all crying. But that wasn't it. I'm telling you, listen to me. Prepare your heart to come to church. Prepare your heart. I went to a football game Friday night. I went to see a young man that, that I've been his pastor ever since the day he was born. And, and he had always wanted me to go to one of his games. And so me and Millie went. And they had been playing good. And, and they had a good record. And, and, and at the end, I'm not lying, at the end of the first half of the game, the other team had scored 50 points. <laughs> and, and their team had scored six. So in order for him not to have to talk to me after the game, I left at halftime. <laughs> but you know what? I got ready for that game. I got ready. I dressed right. I took me a cushion to sit on, because I don't know if y'all know, but bleachers ain't got no cushion. And I, 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 I brought my... my a little thing you holler in. You know, I did some, I did some, I didn't do much hollering in it except help us Jesus, you know, I kept hollering that. But my point is, I, I, I wore, you know, you wear the colors, you wear the, you wear maybe the t-shirt the or the sweatshirt of the team you're pulling. You get ready to go. Now we get ready to go to a ball game. Don't even, don't even get ready to come to church. We just, the time goes to church. 
Time to go. You know, we got to get up in the morning and go to church. Amen. We're mighty good to y'all around here. We, uh, we don't start at 1030. I mean, that really, that's pretty good. Amen. Amen. And uh, somebody's real happy about that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, so, so that's not too bad. That's not too bad, but get ready. When you get up in the morning, man, uh, you know, the first thing I do is real spiritual. I make sure I've got my coffee going. <laughs> Amen. I mean, before I can really get into worship, I've got to get medicated, if y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all look so holy. Every one of y'all do the same thing. Every one of you. Man, I'm about to have all the call right now. And then I, and then I, I, I turn on the TV. I'm listening to singing or preaching. I, I want to get ready. Are y'all with me? The Bible says, get ready. Prepare yourself to enter. Prepare yourself to come in. He says the, the, the Jews uh, do that, and, and uh, they would go into the temple that way. And, and even today, I remember Jenny did a teaching when I first came to the church on a, on a, a Wednesday night on, on how on the way to Jerusalem they would dance and they would worship and they would celebrate the Lord even before they got there, even before they came in. It's that same principle I'm talking about this morning. Get ready. Get yourself ready. Matter of fact, this coming Sunday, uh, when you wake up, go now, come on, let, let's have a plan. Let's have a plan. Let's put something on, some good music, and, and uh, let's pray together, and let's read the Bible maybe uh, a few verses uh, while we have our coffee, and, and let's get our mind ready. Let's get our heart ready. You know, uh, farmers, when they want the, to get the benefit of the rain, they break up the ground. They tear up the ground. Amen? Y'all remember that back in the day? So that when the rain came, it would soak it up. And we need to let the Holy Spirit break up the fallow ground. Amen. Break up that old hard crustiness in us. And so when we come and the rain begins to fall, that we just drink it in. We just absorb it in. Man, that is good preaching right there. Make me a tape of this. I want to listen to it later. So the local church, this church, ought to be a place where we are encouraged. And where we're free to express ourselves in hallelujahs and praise God's and glory to God. Amen? Listen, you, go on, you want to shout hallelujah, go on and shout it. If, amen. If the choir gets to blessing you, act like it. Say hallelujah. Stand up. I mean, if they're blessing you and, and you say, well, I don't believe I can sit here, don't. Stand up, lift your hands up and begin to clap and praise the Lord. And, and uh, let's get free in our worship. I'm not talking about a circus. I'm not talking about, and I'll tell you this, uh, I don't like. Uh, a lot of times in Pentecostal churches, we grade a person's spirituality by how loud they are or, or how demonstrative they are. And, and I want to tell you, that is not always a sign of deep water. But, you know, when somebody's praising and shouting, it bears witness with you when it's right, don't it? Amen? So you do everything decently and in order, but doing everything decently and in order is not acting like you're coming to a funeral every Sunday morning. 
Matter of fact, we're not coming to a funeral. We're coming to celebrate a resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus. Amen. So the church, first of all, is a gathering place. We are gathered here today. We'll gather here at 6 o'clock tonight. Now, a lot of y'all won't make that gathering. Did I? I didn't mean to say that out loud. I said that. I was, I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. But I said it. At 6 o'clock, I'll be preaching tonight on priorities. And, and I'm going to tell you one thing you can do that will get all your priorities in order. I'm going to preach on that tonight. One thing you can do. If you'll do this one thing, you'll get all your priorities right in line in your life. And we'll talk about that tonight. But the Bible says that word enter. Come on in. Come on in. And when you come in, come with a, a heart of thanksgiving. Come with a grateful heart, a thankful heart. Bless the name of the Lord as you're coming in. And after you come in, the word enter speaks more of more than just walking through the front door of a church. Enter means accepting, following through on an invitation God's given you to come and be in his house. The psalmist here is sending out the call that it is time for God's people to come. Enter, he says. Enter. Psalm 100, verse 1. Enter. Enter. Come on in. Come on in. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It's verse 4, rather, where he says, Enter. Come on in. Come on in. Just as the Jews had certain times designated that they gathered, we have certain times that we gather. We know what those times are. They're every week. We have the same gatherings, and occasionally we'll have an extra gathering, and we'll let you know about that one too. But the first thing I want you to notice about the local church is it is a place where God's people and people who are seeking God can gather, can gather together with hearts of what? Thanksgiving to the Lord. The next thing is it is not only a place to gather, but it is a place of gratitude. This house ought to be a house of thanksgiving, a house of prayer, yes, but part of prayer is thanksgiving. Part of prayer is worship, and part of worship is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is when you remember what he's done for you and you thank him for those things. It is, a, it is an attitude. It is a it is a. Uh, a position of the heart. Thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Look what it says. Be thankful unto him. Bless his holy name. There are four separate times he tells us what to do in verse 4 of Psalm 100. He says thanksgiving. Then he says praise. Then he says thankful again. And then he says we are to bless his names. We're, we're instructed here. It's an instruction. I want you to get this today. It's not a suggestion. It's a command of God that we enter with a thankful heart. And we express that thankful heart by affectionately blessing his name. Bless the name of the Lord. There's a song we sing, and it might, it might even get on some of you's nerves. I don't know if it does or not, but if it does, you need to pray through. But we say over and over and over and over and over in that song, there's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Instead of you complaining that we repeat that too many times, why don't you understand what it's saying? 
Listen to me. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like the God we serve. There's no God like the God of Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. There's no God like our God. There's no God like the Bible God. There's no God that created everything, but our God, Jehovah God, created it all. So listen to me. When we sing that song again, don't you complain. You sing it with everything that's in you because we want God to know that we know there's no God like Jehovah. No God like Jehovah. The writer's explicit about our attitude when we come into the church. What our mind is to be. We're to have an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving. Sadly, you've seen it in your years of church life as I've seen it in mine. A lot of people have the mistaken idea that their top priority ought to be to come to church and get something. But really, if you're a mature Christian, you've been getting all week long. It's time to gather and give something. We've been getting all week long. We go, went to our job. We went to the doctor. We got healed. We got blessed. A relationship got mended. One of our children got touched by the Lord and, and uh, prayers answered. And we go through that Monday through Saturday. And then we gather to say thank you. We gather to bless his holy name for all he's given us Monday through Saturday. You say, but preacher, the Lord blesses me on Sunday. I know. Isn't he gracious? Isn't he good? He blesses us seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And all we do is gather for a few hours each week to say glory to God as a group, as a group. Now, it's wonderful to worship and say glory to God at home and in your car and wherever you are. And I do and y'all do and I love that. But there ain't nothing like coming here with all y'all now. And that's southern preaching right there when you throw out all y'all. But all y'all, I love coming here with all y'all and singing with you and praising God with you and thanking God with you. I love that. I need that in my life. I need it. I don't come to church because it's a discipline. I don't come to church because I get paid to come to church. I come to church because I need it. I need to be here. I need to be around you all. I need y'all like, like uh, flowers need sunshine and rain. I need you. Family right here going through a dark time. They need us right now. They need us. And then there'll come a time when somebody over there will be going through a dark time. And they'll need this family. And this family will be there for them. And that's how church is. We're there for one another. And we love one another and worship together. Be thankful, the Bible says. Bless His name. Affectionately bless His holy name. Now let me close with this. I want you to notice that it is to be a public expression. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, um, you know, I don't talk about my religion uh, because it's private. My religion is private. Well, I mean, that can be how you want it to be, but you don't find that in the Bible. The Bible doesn't say that your walk with God, your relationship with God is to be private. As a matter of fact, the Bible explicitly 
talks about how your walk with God, your relationship with God ought to be public. It ought to be public. People ought to know you're a child of God. They ought to know you're a Christian. They ought to know you come to this church. They ought to know that if there's trouble, they can count on you to pray. And there are people who are proud about that. I, I, they use it to, to keep you from witnessing to them. I don't talk about my religion. That's just between me and the Lord. I, I, I tell you what, if that's how you feel, I hope you're right. I hope it is between you and the Lord because if it is between you and the Lord and you're not doing it right, He'll tell you. He'll tell you. But it's to be public. My walk with the Lord is to be public. Now, that don't mean I'm going around all the time with a... Remember we used to have uh, Sunday school pens? Remember every year you get a Sunday school pen? I mean, that don't mean I walk around with one of them, you know, just dragging on the ground, showing everybody how many times I've been to Sunday school. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about carrying a great big Sears and Roebuck catalog-sized Bible under my arm all the time. Everywhere I go, you can do it if you want to. Uh, I... I'm just talking about being Jesus to people. Just be Jesus to people. I heard a story that in, the, in World War II uh, that there was a statue of Jesus and the statue was like this. He had his hands, had his hands out like this in the statue and they bombed that area. I, I can't remember all the details right now, but they bombed that area and, uh, and uh, they, it blew up the statue and they put that statue back together. They stuck it back together somehow with concrete and other things and stuck it back together. But the only thing they could not put back together were his arms reaching out. And so somebody took a board and, and burned a message in that board and put it right beside that. And it said this, it said, he has no hands but your hands. Listen to me, we're the hands of Jesus. We're the mouth of Jesus. He said, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost that you might go into the world as my ambassadors and do what I did and say what I said. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his mouthpiece right now. He's coming back to this earth after the tribulation period and he'll live on this earth again. But right now he's here through us. What does the Bible call us? The body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Christ working through us. It is to be public. It is to be public. Our relationship with God is to be public. Again, done in a way not to boast of ourselves or not to put somebody else down, but just to live a lifestyle and speak words that people know He's been with the Lord. Isn't that what they said about the disciples? They said, well, there's one thing about it. We might not like these disciples, but it's pretty obvious they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. That's what I'm saying. It just needs to be obvious to this world that you've been with Jesus. And you've been born again. And you've been sanctified. And you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And the world needs to see that in you. Stop hiding it. Uh, I had a... My daddy was a pastor of a church um, and, uh, during the Vietnam War. And I remember some young boys from our church. I was a little boy, real young boy, but some of the young men from our church ended up going to Vietnam. And by the way, if you served in Vietnam, God bless you. God bless you. You got treated mighty ugly. Amen. When you got back, you didn't get, you didn't get the applause and you didn't get the parades and all of that that a lot of our soldiers got coming back from overseas. 
uh, but I appreciate what you did. I thank you for your service in Vietnam. But I remember this mama stood up one night, and she said, um, she said, well, Johnny, and that was actually his name. She said, Johnny's, Johnny's been over there about two months now. And I just want to ask y'all to just keep praying for him. She said, I'm thanking the Lord every day that so far he has not been criticized for being a Christian because so far nobody knows he's a Christian. And she was thankful for that. And, you know, if you got a mother's heart, you can understand where she was coming from on that. But we don't want people not to know. We want people to know. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You won't ever have to look at somebody and go, I'm a Christian. I'm set. You won't ever have to do that if you just live like Jesus. If you just talk like Jesus. Because here's what will happen. They'll see something in you and they'll say, Now, what, what made you do that for me? What made you say that? And then you can say, Because I was lost and Jesus saved me. And you can tell them about Jesus. You don't have to go around, you don't have to go around like uh, uh, some real hard-nosed, judgmental person making sure everybody knows you're a Christian. Just be Jesus. Just be Jesus to the people you run into every day. But the Bible says that we're to enter his gates. Let me, let me give you this last verse here. Psalm 35. We're going to jump from Psalm 100. We're going to jump over to Psalm 35. We're going to look at verse 18. Look what it says. Look what it says. I will give thee thanks. Where? In the great congregation. Right here. Right here in the great congregation. Some of y'all may have gone to Raleigh this week where David Jeremiah was. I don't know if anybody go see David Jeremiah this week in Raleigh. But you probably saw where it was there. Great preacher of the word. Great man of God. And they showed that whole arena was just full of people. You know, that's like a little foretaste of glory right there. That's a foretaste of heaven right there. See, that's the congregation too. See, listen, listen. Wherever the body of Christ gathers, that's where the body of Christ is. You see, this building, it's not, it's not the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. If this building burnt down, God forbid, God forbid that it would burn down. But Pine Level Church wouldn't be gone because the church isn't this building. The church is us. We're the church. Amen. Listen. Listen, God, please don't let it burn down after I say all this, please. But listen, if it burned down this week, we'd meet somewhere next Sunday, wouldn't we? We'd meet somewhere. We'd meet somewhere. We may meet here in the parking lot. We, we may meet over at the American Legion building. I don't know where we'd meet, but this church wouldn't be gone. We're the body of Christ. We're the church. We're the church. Those of us who, as we sung this morning, washed in the blood. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're the church. Look what it says. I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. <laughs> so when you come to church, don't you sit there like a knot on a log. I may just walk around here and start down the aisle one Sunday during worship and ask you what's wrong with me. What does it say? Give thanks in the congregation. Praise thee among much people. Amen. Let's, let's, let's be thankful and let's don't be shy about it. Here's what Thanksgiving is. 
God's been good to me, and I'm going to say so. God's been good to me, and I'm going to say so. I'm going to tell it. You say, well, I, I don't know religion like that. All. Well, here's what I said. The, the liberals and the ungodly say everything they want to say. They're not ashamed. They say everything they want to say. So bless God, I'm going to say what I want to say. Amen? I'm not talking politics here. I'm talking the Lord. The Lord. Say what you know the Lord wants you to say. Lift people up. Encourage people. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. You might see somebody at the post office or you might see somebody. Every time I say post office, I want to point over there and it's over there now. But the post office uh, and you see somebody disheartened. At the grocery store, you see somebody disheartened. At work, you see somebody disheartened. And the Holy Spirit reveals to you. You ain't got to go up to them and start speaking in tongues. Matter of fact, I'd advise you wouldn't do that. You're going to go up to them and say, listen, I don't know why, but I just feel like you're carrying a burden today. And I want you to know I'm going to pray for you. You ain't got to tell me nothing about it. You can if you want to, and I'll listen. But I just feel like you're carrying a burden today. And I want you to know I'm going to pray for you today. I'm going to pray for you. Listen, that opens the door for people to say, why did you say that to me? Why do you care about me? And then you can tell them how Jesus found you <laughs> in the muck and the mire of sin and brought you out. And that you think differently now. Amen? That you care about people more now. And you, you love people more now. And, and you can tell them what Jesus has meant to you. See, you don't have to look at people that aren't saved and go, you need to, and you need to, and when you do that, then you need to, and you need to do this, and you need to do Quit telling them what they need to do and tell them what Jesus did for you. Just tell them what he did for you. Hey, God will tell them the other stuff. I've got an announcement for some of you. You ain't God. You ain't God. Quit trying to take God's job. Just love people. Just love them. Amen? Amen. That's deep right there. I saw people write that down. I ain't God. I ain't God. Let's all stand, would you? Would you walk up here, everybody? Just walk up here. Let's end today. Ten minutes to twelve. Glory to God. We're going to beat the Baptist to Bojangles. You love the Lord? Say amen. Are you thankful? Are you thankful for what God's done for you? <laughs> Just think about it. Think about what He's done for you. Think about what He did for you 10 years ago, 15, 20. Think about what He did for you today, this morning, yesterday. Think about the goodness of the Lord. And just begin to say, thank you, Lord. Hey, listen, I know you got troubles. I know you got problems. I know you got issues. But listen, what you want to do is push through all that. Just get on the other side of it and say, glory to God anyhow. Praise God anyhow. Thank you, Jesus, anyhow. In spite of my struggles, in spite of my pain, in spite of my difficulties, I'm going to praise the Lord. I tell you what, if you're in a pit, if you're in a valley, you're in a pit,
If you will begin to praise God in the jailhouse the way Paul and Silas did, He will shake your prison and set you free. The Bible says Paul and Silas were beaten and put in stocks and bonds in a prison. And the Bible says they begin to sing praises to the Lord. And the Lord shook the jailhouse. That's the first time we heard anything about jailhouse rock. It was right there in that book of Acts. God rocked that jailhouse. Some of y'all get that going on. But God will rock your world. He will break open into your situation. You know what might be holding you back from blessing? Let me preach. Let me be honest. I'm preaching to myself. Is because instead of thanking, you're complaining. Stop. Stop complaining. You say, I got a lot. I know you got a lot. But just stop complaining and just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. And all of a sudden, that that heaviness you're feeling, it'll, it'll, it'll go away. We thank you. We glorify you. We bless your name, O Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Your name above every name. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. We magnify you in the house. We You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church. Pine Level Pentecostal Ordinance Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the Internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for for the YouTube subscribers, search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel, get notifications when we go live, and you watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.